unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. You will see from the text that the author of Hebrews is saying that the just shall live by faith. So faith is a way of life. It is not just something we do once in a while. It is something we live by. Faith is a way of life. Somebody say faith is a way of life. Faith is not just something we do. It is a way of life. Today the Lord began to teach me some things about faith that I didn't know before. And I was very excited to be learning as the Lord began to teach me more on the, on the way of faith. So faith is a way of life. Somebody say faith. It's a way of life. And anything that is a way of life has how it is done. And the author is saying that the just shall live by faith. He says, but if any man draw back. In other words, if any man decides not to live by faith, you understand. If any man decides that I will not live by faith, said my soul, this is God speaking. He said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. In other words, remember that in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, he says that, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Do you see that? It's the same thing that he's saying. He said, my soul have no pleasure in him. In other words, you will not be able to please me without what? Without faith. Do you understand? So anything God uh, expects us to do is something that is tied to faith. Do you understand? And faith is a way of life, and we are expected to live by the way of faith. Do you understand? So that's why last week we learned that God has given every one of us a measure of faith. A measure. When we say something is a measure, what does it mean? A portion. A measure. And remember that he says that as God has dealt unto every man a measure. A measure of faith. It means that all of us here are given a measure of faith. And we are all given the same measure. Just that over time we, we help that measure to grow. Are you here with me? And from the very beginning of this school, we have learned what faith is, what faith is not. And then we learned of why men need faith. We talked about um, how faith comes. We said that faith comes by hearing the word of God, by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by understanding. It comes by intellectual assent. You have to know. You have to know the facts. And you have to accept the facts. You have to know the word of God and you have to accept the word of God and it comes by hearing how we hear. The words we hear, it determine the faith that we have in God. And why am I saying this? Because of what I'm going to be teaching you today, we, we will look at what faith is again. Are you with me here? Now, tonight I'm preaching on faith or foolishness, the difference. Faith or foolishness, the difference. The difference between faith and foolishness. The difference between faith and foolishness. Now let's look at what faith is. What is faith? But before we look at what faith is, let's look at what foolishness is first. Because I'll spend more time talking about faith than foolishness. So let's look at what foolishness is. 
in the dictionary. Do you have any definition? Unwise. Lacking good sense of judgment. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Any other dictionary? Any other? Please, let's be smart. Stop that. Get your open. By this time, you should have opened to look at what it is. When we, we, we talk about something that is fully, we are talking about something that lacks wisdom. Okay? Something that lacks wisdom. Or when we say foolishness, it means it is a state of doing things that are unwise. Do you understand? Doing things that are unwise. Doing things that have no backing of proof. I would have said faith or superstition, but faith and superstition are not the same. You see, superstition is when you believe in something that has no proof. Something that does not exist. Something that has no resource. Do you understand? They say if you whistle at night, um, you're welcome. If you whistle at night, some things will happen. Hey, if you whistle at night, <laughs> any other definition? So to be foolish is to also do something that is without judgment. That is without judgment. To do something that is without judgment means that you do not think, you do not um, calculate, you do not deduce. You just you just make the decision without thinking about the cause and effect of that decision that you are what you are making. Are you with me here? Now, with that said, let's look at what faith is. What faith is. Let's look at what faith is. Faith is simply acting on something you believe in. Faith is acting on something you believe in. Faith is acting on something you believe in. Faith and belief are not the same. Mind you, there is belief and there is belief. I'm talking about the one with the vein. Something you believe in. Faith is acting on something you believe in. So in three, how would we say it? Now we are going to break this thing down so that you really understand. Okay? Now, sometimes you hear people say, oh, what faith are you in? And, and, and by asking that question, they are talking about, are you a Muslim? Are you a Catholic? Are you a Protestant? Are you a Jehovah Witness or what? That, that word is, is used in the wrong sense because um, in the Bible, faith refers to acting on the word of God. Do you understand? So it is not religious groups. That is called faith. Okay. It's not religious group that is called faith. So anytime we use those words, oh, which faith, it is a wrong 
application of the word faith. Do you understand? So, believe. Let's look at what belief is then. Let's look at what belief is before we begin to look at it clearly. I said faith is what? Acting on something you believe in. Okay? Now, to believe in something is to have an understanding for something and to accept it. Do you understand? To believe in something is to have an understanding of something. Okay? And to accept it. So when, when we believe in, in a person, we are simply saying we have accepted the person. Okay? That's why the Bible says that the demons believe in God and they tremble. What does it mean? They accept God. They know God is there. The demons believe in God. It doesn't say the demons have faith in God. It says the demons believe in God and they tremble. So the demons themselves, they, they accept God. They, they know that he's there. Are you with me here? So, I believe in, in so many things. That that does not mean that it is faith. Do you understand? I believe in so many things, but that does not mean it is faith. Faith is acting on what you believe in. Okay? I said faith, believe is what? Accepting something. Or having an understanding about something. It's having an understanding about something and accepting it. Having an understanding about something and accepting it. Belief. To believe. Are you with me here? And I said faith is what? Acting on what you believe. Now, before you can believe in something, you must have knowledge about the thing. You must have what? Knowledge. Because you cannot believe in something you don't know. You cannot believe in something you do not know. You cannot believe in something you have not had a knowledge about. Because it is knowledge that then leads to understanding. And understanding now leads to what? Acceptance. And it is on that premise that you can now say that, now I want to do something about the thing that I know about, which I understand about, which I have accepted, and which I have believed. So, in order to believe, there must be what? In order to believe, there must be what? Now, there is, there, therein lies a problem because in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says that my people go into captivity because they lack knowledge. Whose people? This is God speaking, and God is saying that his people go into captivity because they lack Knowledge. 5.13. Isaiah 5.13. He said, my people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. He said, and their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dry up with tears. Why? They go into captivity because of knowledge. Now, a lot of Christians do not have much in life do not walk the way of faith. Do not live the way of faith. Not because they are not acting on something. Not because they are not acting on what they believe. But actually, they have believed wrongly because they know wrongly. So here, Christians say that. Oh, pastor, I believe, I believe, I believe. And you go and find out, you go deeper and find out that the knowledge they have which has brought their belief, which they have accepted, is a wrong knowledge. Therefore, 
a wrong knowledge will lead to what? A wrong belief. And a wrong belief means that if you act on the word, the thing will not work. Are you with me here? That is why it is not enough to, for you to take out your money and say, oh, I'm giving a tithe. I'm giving a first fruit. I'm kneeling down. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, lay hands on me. It is not enough. The same way it is not enough for you to come here and lift your hands. Lifting your hands is an action. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't get anyone saved. That's why we can go for crusades, have thousands of people come and lift their hands and say nonsense. And as soon as they are done, they go back and drink and fornicate and do things worse than they were. It's not true. Haven't we had people who came and lifted their hands and after church they were back to their former life, nothing changed. So that means that did they act on something? Did they confess with their mouth? Remember Romans? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved. But they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and they were not saved. Why? Because they don't even know who the Lord Jesus is. So it is possible for you to act on something, act on the word of God you have heard, and it will not work for you because you lack knowledge on what the word is actually saying. Preaching on faith versus foolishness. I'm teaching on faith versus foolishness. So we say faith is acting on what you believe. We say what you believe is dependent on what? Your knowledge. And God is saying that my people go into captivity because they have a problem. And the problem is that they do not have what? They do not have what? I hope you are following the lesson. They do not have knowledge. So having the wrong knowledge means that your faith will not work. It means that your faith will not what? It means your faith will not what? Now you have to turn to your neighbor and look at your neighbor in the face. And ask your neighbor, is your faith working? The Bible says that it is blessed, it is blessed to give than to receive. You understand? Now I take up money and I, and I just give. Why am I giving? What is the intent of my heart? Because God looks at the intent before he blesses. It is knowledge. The one who is saying that I'm going to bless, we don't even know how he does it. You don't know, you don't know much about it. Okay, you are saying that, oh, they say we should give our tithe. And in our church we have tithe book. So if you don't give tithe, they know those who don't give tithe. So let me just give. After at the end of the day, it's going to be squandered anyhow. So let me just give anything that I can give. Knowledge. Therefore, you can come and stand there. We will lay hands on you, lay legs on you, and at the end of the day, there is no blessing. You go back and say, I acted on the word of God, but I didn't see results. Therefore, these pastors are lying. No, we are not lying. You were foolish. You were foolish. Are you here with me or you are, you are, you are watching somebody who is trying to sit down? You see, some of these teachings, they are not common. You understand? So, when 
these kinds of messages are being taught, you have to give rapt attention. You see, we've been doing this for how many days now? Four times, right? Not these four times. As I'm teaching, I look at everybody's face because I did education. I'm still doing education. I can see those who are disinterested. I can look at somebody's face and know that person is disinterested. The face is even saying that they are not here with you. Oh yeah. You see, but pastor, we don't say so many things. We just keep quiet and we just watch and just do what we are doing. And if you are that kind of person, you should repent. You should repent. Because one day you will regret not understanding this thing. Because some of you, you have lived all your life. No one has ever taught you or played before. And I have followed the fathers of faith. I've learned quite a lot. My life is a product of faith. I'm teaching you from scriptures what faith is. You should follow. You should listen to the tapes. You should go back and look at the scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 5 is 7. Second Corinthians 5 7. Now, usually when we are teaching, we'll be reading more scripture, but when we are preaching, we just talk like that. First Corinthians 5 7. Second Corinthians 5 7. What does it say? It says, For we walk by faith, not by what? Not by what? Not by what? What does it mean to walk by sight? It means to walk by physical senses. To walk by faith is spiritual. Sight is physical. It means to walk by the physical. Do you understand? To walk by the physical realm. To walk by sense knowledge. Okay? Now, it is not enough to have sense knowledge to receive from God. You must have spiritual knowledge. In other words, you must have the knowledge of God. The knowledge of what? The knowledge of what? And since we are talking about faith, we are not talking about faith in the president. We are talking about faith in God. So to walk by faith, we are living in a generation of people are saying that today I read something which I laughed. A guy was saying, why should we have to live on a book that was written 2,000 years ago for a certain group of people and, and today shouldn't we have a new message and all of those things and all of that. And we are trying, we are, they are just controlling us and whatever. And the person is also a Christian anyway. I was saying all this. I looked at it and I laughed. And I laughed because, you see, people think that God is like a human being. Do you understand? You know, human beings change. They grow old. And later, as they grow, they realize, ah, the things I used to believe, they are foolish. Now, I want to change my mind. But the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. So, if he spoke 2,000 years ago, it's the same thing he's going to say today. It's the same thing he's going to say today. If Jesus were here and I have to go to him by night and say to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art come from God. Thou art a man come from God. For no man can do the works which you do except God be with him. Jesus, do you know what Jesus will say? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again of the spirit, he shall not see the kingdom of God. He will say the same things he said to Nicodemus to me. He will not change it. You think that it's been 2,000 years so we should change the Bible. God should say something new. But in heaven it's just like, it's just like today. 
That's what some people are saying. If Jesus were to be coming, he wouldn't he have come? He has kept too long. He has not kept long. You think he has? But you are older. You that you think he has kept long. Now, how, how long have you lived on it? It's a question. Don't consider that. Oh, he came to that. No. How old are you to say he has kept long? He has not kept long. It is in your lifetime he has not come. This is logic. It does It makes sense. He has not kept long. Because when you need it. Second one, the two thousand years, the Abekasa watcher, Bondi, two thousand years. You are not up to five hundred years, so he has not kept long. He has only kept. How old are you? <laughs> Jesus has kept twenty six years old. Twenty six years. <laughs> hey, now look at your age. That is how long Jesus has kept. So don't go and say, hey, hey, they say, yes, come, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Why is it not coming? He has just kept 27 years. Exactly. He just waited 27 years. <laughs> we need a new Bible. We need a new scripture. We need, we need contemporary. What is, what is? We need new scriptures. We need a new word. Which new word? By the way, do we need new water? Do we need new air? So when Christians begin to say, we need, we need air, we need something new, it is foolishness. It is, not, it is not Christianity. It is foolishness. Has the water changed? Has the air changed? Has the land changed? Has the tree, have the trees changed? Do you think the goats have changed? Do you say we, we, we need new goats? We need new goat meat. Do you say we need new goats? This is the air that our ancestors breathed in. Eh, eh, it was more pure. Now we need new, new what? New air. New air. This air is not enough. We can't breathe in this new air. It is that same word of God. It is that same word of God. It is this same word of God. So Paul says, we walk by faith, not by 2,000 years. Not two, 26 years. Not what? Now, having laid a foundation that faith is simply acting on, on something you believe, I also said that faith is the action that follows an inward conviction. Faith is the action that follows an inward conviction or an inward decision. It's an action that follows an inward conviction. And belief is, is the inward conviction. Faith is, is the action. Do you understand? Now, uh, I don't know if I may teach this, but maybe one day when we enter another, we do another curriculum, I may teach you that something that may look a bit contradictory, but it is not actually contradictory to what I've already taught you, that faith is now. Do you understand? But in the future, I, may, I will teach you something that, in the future, eh, that faith is now for tomorrow. It looks a bit confusing, but it is not. Do you understand? 
For instance, I know that one day I'll be advising a counseling president, but it has not yet happened. And because of that, now I read books. So you come in, there are books scattered all over my room. I know that one day, nations will come to me and tell me, teach us the ways of God. I know that one day people say that, um, um, these, they, all these pastors are crazy, they are lying, they are there, but we know that you can teach truth, teach us truth. But I've not seen that one day. And because of that, I'm doing something now. I'm not seeing the evidence now. But that thing I'm doing now is faith. That's why I said tomorrow I'll teach you. Now you won't understand. Now you don't, you don't even understand what I'm saying. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. It is like somebody that says that I will have a child, okay, and I will, I will, I will, I'm saving money for my child even though the person is not married. The person is doing something, is not true. He's saving money. That saving money for the child is faith. Even though the child will not come this year. You know that faith is now. Not tomorrow. But that action is taking place now, but it's not producing any results. But in the spirit, remember, in the presence of God, there's no present, there's no past, there's no future. It is now. Now, 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 now. You see it as 100 years from now, but to God, it is just today. So if I start saving money for my child now, even though I don't have a child, maybe it's 10 years time or what, I've not even married or whatever, that action of saving money, preparing is, is faith. Even though the resource is going to come in 30 years time. But it's not for the lesson today. That's why I said one day in the future, I will teach you another kind of faith. This is a higher level of faith. Somebody say, I'll be there. So we have learned that faith is acting on what? What you believe. And I said that faith is what? It is, what's the word? It's an action that follows an inward conviction or an inward stand. Something you have within you, which you have accepted. Remember, believe is to what? To accept a thing. So if I've accepted the word of God, that the word says something concerning my life and I accept it, that is belief. I believe in the word of God. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes. But sometimes, a man may say that, oh, I believe when he doesn't actually believe. A man may say, I have faith. We can ask them people, do you have faith in God? They say, yeah, you have faith in God. Then when it comes to producing the results of faith, you find out that they don't have the results of faith. Therefore, they don't have faith in God. They just believe in God. Are you with me here? James chapter 2 verse 16. They just believe in what? They just believe in God. James 2.16 17 17 Even so, faith, even what? Faith, if it had not works, is what? If it does not work, it's what? It's what? 
Why? He's saying that even so, faith being actionless without works. In other words, you say you have faith in God. What is the proof of your faith in God? The action is not there. Therefore, the action not being there means you don't even have it in the first place. Because faith will always come with a corresponding action. Write that down. Faith always has a corresponding action to a promise of God. To a biblical text. To the word of God. It has corresponding action to the word of God you have believed in. So if there is no action corresponding. An action that is tied to a word of God. You do not have faith. So James says, even so, faith, if it had not worked, is dead. Why? Being alone. Being alone. It is one thing, for instance, sometimes people say, oh, I honor you, I love you, I love you. Love, if it has no action, is dead. Love. If love has no action, it's there. That's why Paul again says that faith works by love. If I say I love you, I, you must have evidences of my love. If not, I don't love you. I say I love you. Brothers, you are going out with somebody, or you are married to somebody, they always tell you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Call, he doesn't pay. You are sick, he doesn't find out if you are well or you are not. You have a need, doesn't even bother to care for the need, but it's always texting, I love you, I love you, I love you. It is not love. Love, if not backed with an action, is not love. It's not love. Because love itself is a, is, is a verb. It's a verb, even though it is a noun, but it is a verb. It is both a, love is both a noun and a verb, but love in its entirety is a verb, it's not even a noun. Even though we can come to say that God is love, but in this context, love always has an action. That's why I said in the beginning, God did something. For him to be God, he must have done something. That's why he's called God. So what did God do in the beginning? God did something. So if God is love in the beginning, love did something. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave. Do you understand? So faith is like love, and faith without corresponding action is dead. That's what James is saying. That's what the Bible is saying. Faith without an action is dead. Look at the woman on the issue of blood. For she said in her heart, belief is inward, inward. For she said in her heart. So in her heart, the conclusion was there. If I could touch the hem of his garment, would I be made whole? But was she made whole? Was she made whole? No, she wasn't. She wasn't. If I could touch the hem of his garment, would I be made whole? Was she made whole? Why? What? What? What caused her to make be made whole? When she touched, corresponding action. So God can heal me. Yes. What have you done about it? Oh, I believe I will pass the exams. Yes. What have you done about it? I believe I will never be poor. I will be rich. What have you done about it? 
Because without a corresponding action, what you say is faith is not faith, it's actually foolishness. There is no point in sitting in church every Sunday, Wednesday, when you don't want to obey God. There is no point in it, it's a foolish thing. Why are you listening to church and the message that is preached, the word of God that is preached, you say, I won't keep it. Why are you in church? Why are you in church? And these days, that's what we have become. We only come to church, sit down, listen to something, and I will say, Mate, men, Then why were you here? It is a waste. It's not a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. Because faith must have a corresponding action. You say you believe God? Look at the next verse, verse 18. Look what James says. Yeah, a man may say, you see. A man may say, you are faith. I have works. Then he said, no, 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 that's not true. A man may say, you are faith. I have works. He said, no, 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 that's not true. The words there is talking about action. James is saying, faith, no. Before you use the word, then just say, I have belief. Don't say faith. This is what James is saying. A man says, I have, you have faith, I have words. James says, no, that's a mistake, that's a contradiction. That's not true. If you have faith, you must have words. Look at it. He says, show me thy faith without works. He doesn't say, show me thy works without faith. It's not possible. Because it is thy works that produces, that is a proof that you have faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is what? Thy works that proves that you have faith. When we are singing and worshipping, you can see somebody just standing. Not bothered, not worried. Do you understand? You will see another person lifting hands and crying and bowing down. We bow down and, and the person is bowing down, worshiping. With a belief, the belief is that there is somebody up there that this thing is doing something to him. That's why I will bow down. By bowing down, it is an action to the to corresponding to the belief. Another person just finally said, so one has faith, another has no faith. The one doing the work has faith. The one not doing the work has no faith. That is why everything we do in church has a, a, an effect on us. You think kneeling down is just not nothing? It is something. Because when you kneel to a human being, it means something. It's not true. So if I'm praying and I kneel down, it is a corresponding action to the state of my heart that somebody's too big that I feel like I should not be standing talking to you about this particular issue. So let me kneel down. That is action corresponding to my faith and my understanding that the man upstairs is too big for me to just talk to him anyhow. It's correspondence of faith. Again, somebody said that when we pray, we are shouting. Will you shout to your father? You don't know what you're talking about. Remember I said belief is based on right words. Right words. 
Jesus said, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound. He didn't say, go and tie with your hands. He said, when two of you agree as touching anything, it shall be done for you by my Father which is in heaven. So, there is a kind of prayer that when I'm praying, I'm not talking to God. I'm talking to the situation. Are you with me here? When I go to God asking for forgiveness, I don't scream and shout. Do you ask for forgiveness? Oh, God, forgive me. Hey, hey. Do you do that? Do you do that? The only time you actually do that is when you want to command some results and speak to a situation, you increase your voice because that thing is not a, a, a sign of foolishness. It's actually a sign of faith that the words I am speaking, they carry power because you see, if you are, you are, you are casting away um, 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 a goat, if you are casting away a goat, do you do a goat? What do you do? You raise your voice. Do you raise your voice? Now, I'm not raising my voice when I pray in a lakolakaya. To God, it's not God I'm raising. It is the situation I'm raising my voice. Because one voice will go higher. There is the voice of your sickness in your body. And there is the voice of my prayer. While I'm, there is a voice of a demon molesting my life. And there is a voice of my prayer. One voice must go higher for one to be bound. He said, whatsoever you bound in heaven. is not true. You bind on earth, you bind on earth. So that means that I am on earth, but I'm raising my voice higher above the situation that is on earth. So that heaven will correspond and respond to that voice that is coming from earth. So when you raise your voice, it's not a sign of lack of faith. Some Christians, you see, you see, I want to give God praise and God thanks that God has given me uncommon understanding. When I hear people say a lot of things on, on social media, I just look and ask myself, you, you are not where I am. I may not be, I may not have been preaching longer than you have preached. I haven't done some of your theological courses, but God has given me a spirit of understanding. I will, that is why, have you ever gone to God and asked for forgiveness? Even when we pray, we say, ask, last week we say, ask for forgiveness. Were you screaming? Because we have sins. We have sins. Natural. None of us scream though. We are quiet. It's true. If we are to pray for God to have mercy, do you see us screaming? When we pray to God, we don't scream. It is in the place of prayer, when we are emphasizing, we are enforcing our authority that has been given to us while we pray. We confess the way we will get there. We will get confession. You find that some of the things we say we are praying is not actually prayer, it's confession. We are not praying to God. God is actually praying through us. Listen, look at this. Look at this. There's a situation in my life. I bind this situation right now in the name of Jesus. I'm not praying to God. I'm not. I'm praying to God when I say, God, in the name of Jesus, bind this situation. You are not the same. I said, I bind. In whose name? In his name. That means God is working through me to cause a situation. And the other, when I say, God, bind this situation, that's when I'm actually what? I'm actually talking to him. I'm actually praying to him to do something. So most of the time when we are praying, we are not, it's not... The way we see it, it is God emphasizing authority through us on earth. But today I'm not teaching on prayer. Am I talking to somebody here? So people don't understand these things. So at the end of the day, some people equate faith for foolishness and they equate foolishness for faith. So at the end of the day, it's like foolishness has become faith and faith has become foolishness. 
no, 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 no. Let me ask you something. Why is it that the Old Testament prophets went and poured oil to anoint somebody to be a king? So if I call somebody and I say I put oil in the pen, somebody say, hey, eh, nothing. Don't do anything. It will do something. If not, why was it doing something in the Old Testament? Why was it doing something in the Old Testament? There was knowledge because all of Israel knew that if the oil comes on your life, your life will never be the same again. That's why I don't use oil anyhow. That was the understanding. If oil, this oil comes on your life, your life will never... Paul said to Timothy, stay up the gifts of God that are... That, stay up the gifts of God within you, which came upon you by the laying of hands. Have you going around and say, laying lay hands is not working. You, you lack understanding, deeper understanding. Corresponding action to something you believe. Do you understand? When God was instructing Israel that let the high priest lay his hands on the goat and pour the sins of all of Israel on the goat and sack him to the water to go and die. Do you think that was just their sins that were going? God, that was what God said must be done to prove that your sins are being carried away. That is, that thing was a token or a symbol. So laying on of hands is a symbol that a higher power is coming upon you. So when I'm doing, you see with your eyes, you're like, yes, something is happening to me. True or not true? Sit down for one minute. Thou hast faith. I have works. Really? No. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith. My works. By my works. I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe. He said the devils also believe. But do the devils receive provision from God? They believe. They, look at it. The devils also believe. And what do they do? They tremble. They know. So don't tell me, I have belief. I believe in God. He says that that is not enough. Look at it. He said, thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. He's simply saying that, hmm, there's not enough. That's what he's saying. The thou doest well is just there's a, it's not enough. It's not enough. You believe in Jesus, it's not enough. If you believe in Jesus and you don't make others believe in him, it's not enough to believe in him. So, by preaching the gospel, I'm proving that Jesus is real. So, until I preach this Jesus, I am not corresponding an action to what I believe. So, when I pray and I make in the name of Jesus, I'm corresponding an action that I believe in this Jesus. When I plead the blood of Jesus, I'm showing an action for what I have within my heart. 
You must believe. Last week Sunday, somebody asked me a question. He said, so what's the difference between belief and faith? I said, come on Thursday. He didn't come. That's 20. But will, he said, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? A lot of times, what we say is faith is foolishness. And that's why, you will you know foolish man? That what you say is faith is not faith and it is dead. You are being foolish in your own eyes. But you think it is faith, but it's not faith. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. There's a thin line between faith and foolishness. God told Israel, listen, God told Israel that, he, he told Moses that build an, an ark of covenant and I will use this as a symbol of my dwelling place. Israel also got up and they said, we also make a golden calf. Two of them were not the same. The ark of the covenant was not the same as the golden calf. God released a curse on them. Through what? Uh, the golden calf that they built up. So much that Moses had to build a, do a rod of snake. And put it up for them to look up to the snake. That looked like idolatry, but it wasn't. About God. Is there any difference between the golden calf and a snake on the pole? The same, they were both made of bronze and metals. There's a thin line. There's a thin line. And look at the thin line. He said, Make us a God like the other nations. Make us a God. We want to see him like the other nations see their God. A lot of times, that's what Christians will do. We want to do things like other people. So, you see a Christian, he's doing concoctions. I see that today I was going on social media and I was seeing, there are so many. Oil mixed with, 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 um, um, what else? With charcoal and with some leaves, go and put it at a crossroad in the night and blast it. That is not that is not faith. That is foolishness. That is superstition. That is idolatry. There's a thin line. That is the same thing as saying, Moses, make us a golden calf. You say, oh, but God gave us the herbs. God gave us the herbs. For food. God gave you the herbs for food. Did he give it to you for directions? Huh? Did he give it to you that you should pour it and tie it to your waist so that it will give you protection spell? Did he give it to you that this, this thing tied on your waist will allow your husband will never leave you? They have those kinds of things. So I saw one they said if you this leave, if you if you use it and you 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 grind it and mix it with something and drink it or something, your husband will never leave you. Sometimes what we call faith is not faith, it's foolishness. 
There's a sister. I'm not saying pray for a, a marriage partner is not a good thing. I, I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but I'm saying that there is this sister. You have been praying for a life partner for years. You know this brother, you've known him for one year, you know he's a good person and everything. Your heart itself is telling you something. He comes to propose, he said, give me some time, I want to pray about it. It is not faith, it's foolishness. Because again, if you have prayed that God give me money and suddenly somebody calls you for account number, at least I'm going to pray about it. Will you say I'm going to pray about it? You will not. Will you? You already have some, some, some belief in your, you remember, some belief for the guy. Acceptance, remember? It's like, this guy is good. Then the guy say, hello baby. Now, I know that I've been seeing this church for a while now. In this, in this workplace, in this community, and, I, and you, are, you are a fine lady. I want to marry you. So, let's pray. No, that is not it. God sits in heaven, he calls Peter and says, Peter, I give you for the video, I give you for the Ah, who, who, whose child is this girl? Whose child is this girl? Whose child is this girl? There is a thin line between faith. A lot of times, what we do, we think it is faith. It is not faith. It is not faith. It is not faith. It is foolishness. Ha! Look at this. You look at this. I am hungry. Eh? I walk into a boutique. Um, hey, what do they call it? Um, a restaurant. Then I just stand and put my hands. What happened? I will die of hunger. Is it true or is it not true? I will die of hunger. Come back to me. But am I in a place that has more than enough food? Somebody will be people are enjoying themselves, but I'm just I am in the right place, but because I have not acted on it, I have to act, sit down and ask somebody and say, I want to buy this, bring me this. And besides, even when they bring the food, I must put my hands inside the food and fetch the food and lean it into my mouth. If not, I will die of hunger. A lot of Christians are like this. They are sitting in the place of plenteousness. They are standing in the place of wealth and prosperity. But their arms are folded and they say, God, I'm waiting for my food to come from heaven. Let me tell you this. Many years ago, I said this and I'm saying it again. That God is always giving us the ingredients to the, our daily bread, but he expects us to do the baking. God will not bring you the bread. He brings you the flour. He brings you the nutmeg. He brings you all the ingredients, the, the, the cooking utensils, the oven. Then he asks you, do the baking. Do the baking. Adam said, the woman you gave to me. He didn't say the wife you gave to me. Adam is the one who took him as a wife, not God. Go and look at your Bible. He said, and he took him as his wife. God didn't say, this is your wife. God brought, it to, brought her to him. So he brought a woman. Adam made the decision, said, this is my wife. You can, you can.
can live on scriptures. Thousands of scriptures. Quote thousands of Sunday school scriptures. And still not see the reality of those scriptures because you are like that person at the restaurant who is hungry and has decided not to ask for food. Standing. People are enjoying their food. They are still there. All because you say that you believe God, but it's not actually belief. It's not actually faith. It is dead. It is foolishness. Now I can give you a car. Give you the car keys. You can go and jump and stand on the car. On the bonnet of the car. And stand there blowing toss. My father, my father. Lakuli Abana. Eventicolusua. Rabike Entilia. Asula Kapaya. Let this car move, Lord. This car must move, Lord. This car must move, Lord. God is in himself. Foolish guy. Foolish guy. You are a fool. And you are also praying, oh God, this car must move. And God is a foolish guy. Put the key inside. Start the car. Step on the gas. Turn the steer. Move the car. Move the car. Move the car. Move the car. That's how a lot of us are. We pray for things we don't act on them. Lord, I pray for favor before my boss. I pray for favor before. The next Monday, your boss is calling you. You are like, hey, I'm doing something. That was not fit. The prayer was not fit. At the end of the day, you come by, hey, my boss, I don't know why my boss, hey, he's only treating me. You are a foolish person. Oh, Lord, move the car. Move what car? It is also like somebody who is preparing for exams. Are in class study. Your colleagues are in class study. Reading, memorizing, writing. You are the part three. Do you know what you get? You get anointed. But sometimes you can put that. It, it depends on what you are praying about. And you are praying, Lord, the exams, the examining. You think that's it? When you are done, you jump out, drink water, you're like, yes, I'm passing these exams. We know what you will get. We know what you will get. You don't pass exams just by praying. You pass exams by praying and studying. You pass exams by praying and studying. Not just studying, studying right. With himself born, go and look for somebody who knows that thing. Ask the person, I don't understand this thing. Teach me this thing. Teach me this thing. How do you solve this thing? How do you answer this thing? Explain, I don't understand. He has used a certain term. Schizophrenia. What is it? What does it mean? What is schizophrenia? I just say, ah, I believe in God. I will not fail my exams. My Bible says that, and it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hear, King, diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, 
and shall obey all his commandments which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee high above all the nations of the earth. I believe this script, I believe God, therefore I'll be the top student. It's a lie. You must believe it, you must study it, and the scripture will be fulfilled in your life. God said to the Israelites, he says, step into the water, step in the water. They didn't sleep, they didn't lie down. He says, step, start walking in the water. Tell them to move forward. They looked at, there was water, they said, ah, move forward. He said, move forward. You have prayed, have you studied? Have you spent night? Have you spent the night studying? As in God, he said, oh, that's for you, that's for you, that's for you, that's for you. I read I wake up 3 a.m. every day, go to class and sit down and read for the first two hours. Besides, there are all kinds of people. Me. It's not like I'm bragging, but I'm telling you. So now, if, if we are all going to class and me, I say I won't come to class. I'm not being foolish. I know who I am. I, not in terms of a, a who, who I am in Christ. I'm talking about that the fact that me, if I read for 30 minutes, what you have read for four hours, I will understand it. That's why in school you can see some students, they don't come to class, they are fooling around. As soon as it's about to the test, they just pick it, then they come and pass. So you know yourself that you, you are not that kind of student, but you're on the path brain and screaming. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are gisting and chatting on WhatsApp. And you say, I believe God, I'll pass the WhatsApp. You will fail and disgrace us. Ah, you read one line for 30 minutes. One page for four days. So if you want to pass exam, tell your younger brothers and sisters, it is not just by prayer, it is by prayer. When you pray, just believe God. Now, that is the time you don't go and pick the book and read. He said, the Holy Ghost, as I read this page, it is coming. funny part of it is when you are done, you go and look for a poor. That's a lack of faith. That's a lack of faith. You go and look for a poor, you go and, eh, 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 yeah. then you, then you, are, you have gotten, you have seen some questions, yeah, 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 they said this one is the one that has come. That's a lack. Me, what I think, those that don't do it, they, they, I, I just come and look and say, what's going on? So, I just go. You don't have faith. Are you not the one who was in the church praying? Were you not the one who were praying for your pens and your pencils? Were we not praying for your pens and pencils? And we anointed your erasers and other things. You don't have faith. As soon as they gave you some false paper, you just say, ah, that's the one. Because they put UCC, BC, ah, that's it. Then when you go, they do it like this. When you enter the exam, you find out they've done you like this. They're like, hey! Then that's why you sweat. And God says, you have not had faith in me. Because when you pray, I gave you knowledge and I asked you to believe. Then you stayed it, but you decided to walk out of it. You decided to do what? Walk out of it. So you see the difference between the foolishness and the faith. The one who has prayed and is stayed in has faith. The one who has prayed and is not stayed in has no faith. He is foolish. For instance, again, faith versus foolishness. 
The one who has sat in his car, put on seat belt, and is driving carefully, believing God to protect him has faith. The one who is driving carelessly, believing he cannot get an accident, has no faith. He's a foolish person. They are not the same. And sometimes somebody will try to ridicule you and laugh at you and say, Are you not the ones who say God will protect you? He said, Yes, God will protect me. And God has told me what to do. Again, let me tell you again. God has said He will send His wings to His angels to hold you in their wings. But did He tell you to jump from a story building? Jumping from a story building is suicide. It is not faith, it is foolishness. It's called suicide. Driving recklessly is not faith, it's called suicide. You are sitting on a motorbike, no helmet. You are driving, a, you are riding it as if there is no tomorrow. You will die. You what? You will die. Bruises all over your body. Your face will do some way. That's when you realize that, ah, but I believe. God, no, but you believe. The demons also believe and they tremble. Is that, but I believe that God will protect me. Yes, you are just like the demons. But I'm ahead of the base. You people say that if you drink any deadly thing, I say yes, I believe it. That's the when you drink. You say if, if it's conditional, it's not true. It is when you drink it. It's if. If somebody tries to poison me, that scripture says, if there's a poison attempt on me, if there's a poison attempt on me, God will protect me. This is when I try to poison myself. God will. They are not the same. So you come and put a, 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 something say, and you pastor say that God will protect you. Take, drink it and let's see if you not die. I will drink it and I may die. Or they will carry me to the hospital, the doctors to cut some place open and, and open my intestines and wipe everything out. Somebody's pregnant. The doctors are saying your cervix is something. We cannot we cannot give birth naturally. So we have to do a CSO. God, I believe I can give birth. That is not faith. You think it's faith? It's not faith. Because one, God will not allow you to endure. God will not allow you to deliberately put yourself through a certain pain which will lead to your death. You've had an accident. He said, we want to give you what? Uh, what? Blood. He said, no, I don't... I, Jehovah is my Lord. He will give me supernatural blood. That is not faith. Because when you are tested, don't you drink water? Do you say God will put water in my, in my lungs? In my, in, my, um, what, in my mouth? Do you say God will put water in my mouth? What do you do? You pick a glass of water, you drink. You don't have blood, they have to put you on ribs or whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. Doctor, what do they call it? Ah, whatever. A drink is the water one. Yeah, I don't know. Gladly accepted. Gladly what? Yes, you moja say bo moja. Don't say ah me jina me di. Hey, gula gula gula. God is a is a jack. What's a seven? Because when we stop the foolishness. Because when you are hungry, you don't pray. Is it true? Do you pray when you are hungry? What do you do? You pick food. You have a problem. The solution is they said that this blood is the solution. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is when the solution is not there that we say that now. Let's believe God for something supernatural to happen. You have a, a baby in your womb. You can't have it naturally. They said the solution is this. He said, no. That is not faith. That is foolishness. 
you are dying. They said blood. He said no. My pastor just prayed for me. If you take the blood and you don't die, that's actually proof that the pastor's prayer has worked. Because there are people that they've given them blood and they still died. There are people that they did them CS, they still died. So after we are done with the seal, you are still alive. Know that your faith has now worked. I have faith. Another one is I have faith. I won't take medicine. I do know. I'll be dead. But I, I wasn't wise. I was just foolish. It wasn't faith, it was foolishness. I am hungry. I won't eat. The faith is not in the medication. The faith is in the word of God. The medication is a means to an end, not an end in itself. You understand? You understand? The medication is a means to an end, not an end to itself. Your head is pain. You said, no, no. We are praying for you. All right. You can take the medicine. We are praying for you. Take the medicine. It is God who is going to heal, not the medicine. Besides, when I laid hands on you, it was God who is healing. It's not me. It's not my hand. Is it not true? Is it not true? A lot of Christians have died because they rejected medication. They have been worse because they rejected medication. There was a time, there's somebody, a certain somebody, who is here. Now the person was sick, the person know himself, it's not true. And the person was sick, but, and the person said, oh, I, I won't take medicine. Then I, I called someone, I said, go and buy medicine. So he does I, said, I said, tell him that you should take the medicine. I said, take the medicine. I said, tell him to take the medicine. He took the medicine in less than whatever he was fine. Oh, you are not fine. Me, I don't know because later I found out you were fine. Is this true? It's not true. So what was the lesson? God healed. It was God who healed you. It's not the medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you with me or you are not with me? Are you here with me or you are not here with me? So, rejecting medication sometimes is not, it's not that you have faith. It's actually that you don't have faith. God has promised you you go to America. You have gotten an opportunity to go to America. They said, well, come for your um, visa. I said, no. God said, I'll go to America. Then you are in your house. <laughs> now, you see that that's true, right? It is the same thing with a lot of the basic things we call faith, but it's not faith. Me, I've been there. There was a time when I said, no, I won't take medicine. If I take medicine, it's a sign that I don't believe in God. And when the God began to teach me things, he said, I gave medicine for your healing. But it's not the medicine that heals you. I am the one who heals you. The same way, they ask me, when you sleep, do you lock your door? I say, yes, I lock my door. Do you think it's your door that protects you? I said, no. My door is not what protects me. He said, then why do you have to lock it? That's a critical answer. Why do you have to lock your door? Is your door your security man? But every night you go and lock your door, you church gate is locked. I said, yes, Lord. I said, yes, Lord. He said, so, are you proving that you don't have faith? For me to protect you, I said, Lord, you know that uh, this one there, we are talking about physical things. He said, he said, yes, everything is physical things, but we have spiritual application. I've given you wisdom. I've given you grace. As I lock the door, I still have faith that God will protect me in here. 
It's like a policeman, you're going for war, you said, I won't wear a bed. They will shoot your heart and kill you. We will come, I'll come and do your, your, your funeral ceremony. So, church, our hope is not in medication, it's in God. Do you understand? But if you are sick, we are giving medication. Take it. And still allow yourself to be. God will not do for you what you can do for yourself. God will not do for you what you can do for you. That's why God has never bathed you before. So if, if you, are, you are dirty and say, God, I, I, I want to bath. Come and bath me. God, come and bath me. I want to bath. Hmm. God, come and bath me. I want to bath. I want to bath. I want to what? God, come and do what? Will God bath you? Why? Because you can do it. Now if I take the medications, I take the drugs, they are doing the same and I'm dying. That's where God now comes to do what I cannot do. You want to build a house? Yeah. Uh, uh. Nothing will come. Faith or foolishness. They're different. Call somebody who's rich and ask the person for money. Walk to the bank. I need a loan. Go to buy it. Three. Take your own money. Buy a car. Four. Go and sell your kidney. Buy a car. Go and sell your kidney. Buy a car. Am I talking to somebody? Five, which is not a good thing. All the other ones I've said are good. But this one is not a good thing. Five, go and steal. Buy a car. When you finish praying, God will give you an idea. Lord, I want to escape poverty. We are always praying in church, escaping poverty. There is a word that comes. This must be done. From today, stop this thing you do. From today, do this. Stop this. We hear, we ignore. And the next year, we come back to pray the same prayer again. Malachi chapter 10. He says, and I will pour down a blessing. Eh? That there will be no room enough to keep it. Your storehouses, you don't have a storehouse. So where will the blessing come? So when I pray for a car, do you know what God does? God expects me to do something. Do you understand? That is why when I ask somebody for money, they will give me money. It is God giving me the money to buy the car. That is why when I try to sell something, maybe I have a business I'm doing, I'm trying to, I'm saying maybe you are selling cows, you sell cows, but you want to sell and get money to buy. Maybe I'll be a normal car, but this time I say, Lord, you know my poultry business, I want to buy a car. God, the, God will list a blessing that during those six months, you'll be able to raise enough money to buy a car. But during that time, God is helping you, that's the time you're buying iPhones and other things. At the end of the day, when that season ends, you say, I have faith. Yes, you have faith. God made provision, but you are not ready to receive. 
the action was not done. So how will you buy it? That's the question. If not, it is just talk. Just talk, talk. With nothing. God has given you a word from the Bible. For instance, in the book of Matthew, with regards to healing and our health, in the book of Matthew chapter 8 verse 17, Matthew 8 17, he himself took our infirmity and, bear, and bore our sicknesses. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Is it there? Is it there? He did what? Is it will take? Is it there that will take? He did what? He took. Is it true or is it not true? He took what? What is an infirmity? Something within your body which is not supposed to be there. A sickness. A pain. Something that is not supposed to be in your body. Look at First Peter chapter 1. Did I say chapter 1? First Peter 2, verse 24. I don't know if it's the right one. Yeah, look at it. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. Now look at the way. The way is what? It's past perfect. It's past tense. It means that the thing, yes, past tense, not past perfect. If if he has said, ye have been healed, then it's past perfect. Um, um, um. I will see it's past perfect tense. It means that it's done already. I have already come. It means that it's past something that has already been is, is like something but this one is just referring to the fact that if you are sick today yesterday Jesus healed you so this is past tense it's something that he has done why then are we still sick I can tell you why some of us the reason we are still sick is because we have not believed that we have been healed already so even while we are taking a medication and we are being prayed for, do you know what we are doing? This is my sickness day. While you are coming to a pastor for a prayer, you are believing God for prayer, you are still complaining. You are looking, we walk by faith, not by sight. You are looking at the pain in your body rather than looking at his tribes who healed you 2,000 years ago. Oh, my sickness. You are complaining, you are talking. Rather than talking and confess, I'm healed. I have been healed. I, I'm no more sick, but the pain is there. Till your faith is perfected and you receive your healing. But wow, you have been prayed for. You say, Pastor, is that all? But I still feel the pain. The pain is still there. Pastor, keep praying for me. That is not it. Do you usually hear those things? We have prayed for you and you are still like, Pastor, yeah. It is not faith. It is, it is faith without works. Right after the prayer, he said, Abraham, remember Romans chapter 4. He said he called himself a father of many nations when he had no son. The day God said, you are a father of me, he said, yes, I am a father of many nations. He had no son. 
You have to confess yourself out of sicknesses and diseases. Confess yourself out of it. Never accept sickness in your body as, as the will of God. It is never the will of God. It is never the will of God. Never. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and destroy. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Choose the latter. Don't choose the former. Choose life and life abundantly. Don't choose steal, kill and destroy. They say you have hepatitis in your body. Say, I have hepatitis. No, I don't have hepatitis. Hepatitis is not in my body. It is not in my body. It is not in my blood. It's not in my. You must keep speaking it. Keep believing because your speakings, your confessions are actually the proof of your faith. By his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. I was healed. I was healed. By his stripes. By his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. Now look, the reason why there's where there should have been wars is because he's talking about plural sense. Because he had used you what he was healed. He was healed. It will be like um, he's referring to one person. But look at ye. Ye there is you, the plural form, you. He's talking about all of us have been healed by his stripes. It is not something he's here to do, it's something he has done. It's time for you to take a step of faith. And stop and stop living in it. And stop living. You see, you see Christ has, has 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 raptured us out of poverty, but we must we must walk by faith and walk out of poverty. You are literally calling yourself a poor person. That's why you are poor. You think like a poor person, that's why you are poor. You think like a sick person, that's why you are sick. You think like a nobody, that's why you are a nobody. Sometimes you pray for somebody, they ask pastor, is that all? Most of the things we say is faith, it's not faith, it's foolishness. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought, for a great catch. Verse 5. And Simon answered and said unto him, this is the lack of faith, Master, what have we done? We have toiled all night and have had nothing. But look where the faith now comes in. Nevertheless, this is faith. I am sick in my body. I'm poor. I have no money. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at thy, at thy what? At thy what? I'm teaching you on faith. And the faith I'm saying is not just faith in anything. Christian science says that, oh, oh, it's just your mind. It's not just your mind. We are talking about faith in the word of God, which your mind is set on. We are talking about the word of God, not yourself. You can believe in something and do whatever it will not be with because it's not based on the word of God. And God is committed that what he has said will come to pass. So he said, Master, we have told all night. And I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Uh-huh. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their nets. There is somebody in this house. Your net is about to break. Something they said cannot be done. They said it cannot be what? But is it never a die word? 
Listen, you must believe the word of God. You must what? Believe the word of God and believe in the word of an anointed man. Because Jesus was the anointed man speaking, speaking to them. He said, cast down your net for a great catch. These were PhD holders in fishing. So they were not just, Jesus was not a, he was a carpenter. That is not his work. The carpenter is telling the fisherman that cast down your net, you will get a fish. He said, no, 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 we have been fishing all night. But somebody with a PhD to do everything is not working. It means that it is serious. And all of us, one way or the other, in one time in our life, will get to a point in our lives where it's like nothing is working. That is the time faith. Somebody is about to get a great multitude of fishes. And their net is about to break. A bank account is about to break. Liko Adila Basaya. In Dolwa Satan. about to point their hands at you and say that is this not the one that we said cannot make it in life? How have they made it? He said, I made it by the way of faith. How have they gotten married? He said, I got married by faith. He said, today's Ghana, can you build a house? He said, yes, I built a house by faith. Remember, faith is an action. You are about to get a great harvest. I'm not talking to this church. You are about to get a great harvest. The person with the loudest amen, you are about to get a great harvest. You are about to break forth into singing. You are about to break forth into testimonies. Doors are about to open for you. Adikol Zatan. Very soon you are coming to testify. Pastor, I have had this problem for 17 years. But as I'm speaking right now, for the past 7 months, I have not seen it again. Ha! Who is that person I'm talking to? Receive it now. My God, my God. And when they are done this, launch it to the deep. Let it go down, down, down. Let the net go down, 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 down. When they are done this, when they are done this, when they are done this, where is this this that you say you have done? Where is this this? God said to me, Micah, if you serve me, if you do this work of ministry, everything you need, I will give to you. It's my done this. It is my done this. I don't know about you. It is my done this. So by doing ministry, by preaching the word of God, by, by serving the people, by studying the Bible, by interceding, by prophesying, by doing this. I don't care about Manado. I don't care about fuel prices. I don't care about whatever. I don't care. Done this. I don't care about what's going on in God. All these prophets, do you think they have degrees? That's why they are making I don't need degrees. I need a word from God. What is the word from God? That's what I need. I need a word. What is it that you have heard? God said, give me your everything. You are giving half. You will not get the blessing that comes. Because Isaiah 19 says, if you be willing and obedient, obedient, responding to, 
what you have heard, you have responded. God said to Abraham, leave your father. He left. He didn't stay. He did what? He left. If he be willing and obedient, he shall eat the good of the land. A lot of Christians, eh, our problem is that eh, we are willing, but we are not obedient. They were not willing to get a fish. Do they were not willing to get fishes? They were willing, but they had to be obedient. They had to be obedient. Pray for the spirit of obedience. Pray for the spirit of obedience. That when the word of God gives an instruction, you will respond. Pray for the spirit of obedience. Liro, Suvri, Kiva, Vandi, Kaba, Mendulu, Kradiza, Varakaza, Embradi, Logozoka, Mendegra, Galozulua, Varaza, Varakaba, Mandala, Balasiza. In your ability to hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God, build yourself in your ability to obey. Rabam Billy Asaya, Rabam Billy, Rabambaya, Rabam Billy Asaya, Rabambaya, 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 Rabambaya. Libambaya, Rabambaya, Brabaya, Babaya, Babaya. I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. My faith elevates. My faith is built up. Lord, what I see in my life is not what I see in the Bible. What I see in my life is not what I see in your word. Lord, Faith is my problem. An obedient spirit. La bambaya, le bambaya, le bambaya, la bambaya. says that blessed is the man that does not walk in the council of the godly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. He said, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law doesn't meditate day and night. But he doesn't tell us what he gets. It is what he gets from meditation, which will be, he said, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers. It's not just the, the reading meditation, it's what he will get from the reading. Do you understand? Is what he will get from reading the meditation. That is what makes him like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth his fruit in the season. Whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why is that whatsoever he doeth shall prosper? Because the book of Joshua 1 says that this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. And thou shalt observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way. Thou shalt make thy way. So I will learn the principles of success. I will learn the principles of marriage. I will learn the principles of business. I will learn the principles of growth. I will learn how to live my life. Then when I do the things that I know, that's when I will have good success. That's when whatsoever I do will prosper. It's not just reading. I must have the right scriptures. I am praying for you now that you have the right scriptures. You will find the right scriptures. You will find the right word of God. You will hear the right word of God. Receive that anointing.
right word of God that will produce the right results. The right word of God, the right word of the prophet, the right word of God. You are about to bounce on the right word of God. Somebody receive it now. Shall prosper. I want to whatsoever you do it. I don't want to live a life of hide and seek and trial and error. I'm a young man on earth. How many years do I have to live by being severe relationships? I'm telling you, it is even ungodly to be in multiple relationships. It's a sign you don't know what you're doing with your life. It's a sign that there is a problem with the blessing of God on your life. It's a sign. Because when you hear God, when you, when you know, this will offend people. It will offend people. Bad thing that happened was my fault. Every bad thing that is my fault. Every good thing is God's. When are you going to do trial and error? You do this business, you do this business, it doesn't work. You're going to do it. No, you didn't hear God. You don't have the right scriptures. You don't have the right information. It's not the, it's not the kind of business. People are built with teaching. People are rich by being teachers. They are teachers with, with buses. They are teachers who have, who, have, who have graduated from being teachers to own their own schools. Let it come down. Let it come down. I'm serious. Let it come down. You're saying your teacher's salary is not enough. You are a liar. There are teachers that have, have taught, built a house, taking their children abroad. Teachers. There are teachers who are still struggling to buy a motorbike. Hey. It's what you need. Anointing is coming on your life. The right information. The right information. You can't be living your life on trial and error. Jumping from one job to the other. One business to the other. One thing to the other. One relationship to the other. Trying to figure who is the right person. If you, if you know right, when you see him, you know, no, this is not the right person. I won't waste my life on this person. The reason you made certain mistakes is because you were not seeing right. You were not seeing well. You were not seeing well. You were not seeing well. Because when I was a child, I, I spoke like a child. I talked like a child. Now you are seeing like through a glass. But God is about to release, release an anointing upon your life, upon our lives. Our eyes are about to open. We are about to see the blueprints of heaven and see the idea of God concerning our life, concerning this church, concerning the ministry. Lord, what do I do? What do I do to grow my ministry? He said, keep teaching. Keep teaching. I said, really? That's all? I shouldn't be holding conferences and, and traveling. He said, no. He said, keep teaching. Keep teaching. Hey, keep teaching. What do you mean by keep teaching? Revival is breaking forth. A revival of faith is breaking forth. A revival of faith is breaking forth. You are about to see well. You are about to, your eyes are being opened to see well. In the name of Jesus. No, I think some people are not seeing that. I think some people don't want, they don't want to walk by faith. They are not seeing well. They are not hearing well. They are not hearing well. Hali Kosaka and Billy and Balaya. Action I was doing, coming every day, preaching to two people. It was
days began to go by, God began to bring more people. God began to bring more people. God began to bring more people. Lives were being transformed. People were being blessed. Doors were opening. Opportunities were coming. Things were happening. Miracles were happening. Miracles were happening because I did not give up. I want to talk to somebody now. Do not give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up because you do not see anything now. Don't give up. Because if you give up, you do not know what you carry within you. As I'm t- if I give up, eh? if I give up now, if I give up now, I'm giving up on the future. If I stop now, all those people may be given. Don't give up. Those who give up on faith, verse 13 say that. Look at it. Verse 13. The just shall live by faith, but even a man, the just shall live by faith. Even a man draws back. If any man gives up, in the wilderness, God was leading them to the promised land. Some of them gave up. You are terrible, Moses. You are terrible. We have fallen for so long. Where is the, the promised land? That whole generation, everyone died. They never saw the 